This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsari. They just love her. And we're every, how are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. Absolutely doing great. Good? Very good. And we're here every week to be talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock, also on Odyssey. If you want to ask us a question about mortgages, residential, commercial real estate, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we've been here every week for the last 15 years. I figured out, I was guessing at how many questions from the audience we have answered. <laughs> we have answered about five. I should write a book. We should answered. Uh, we have answered around 5,000 questions. No way. Yep. About 5,000 questions. I should write a book. 5,000 questions and answers to common real estate <laughs> questions. <laughs> Tony, I had the time to do that. Maybe I can hire somebody to do that. There you go. Ghostwriter. <laughs> so you can listen to this show, past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We also have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. We have Mark's funny story. Got one. And we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Top myths why people are not buying now that's a good topic <laughs> mark we also have our questions today why is the inventory so low and when will it change keep getting that one yep the next question is how do you get an sb how do you get an sba loan and why next question is i heard about wire fraud in real estate transactions can you explain it and that's still going it's on. running rampant the next question is, how do you know when you paid down 20% on your mortgage? And the next question is, what is the biggest mistakes new realtors make when starting out in the business? I just had that conversation with a class. Did you put that in there for a rant? <laughs> no. You sure? No, I got plenty to rant about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. And we also have our topic of the day, which is work from home versus return to office. Yeah, some uh, interesting things going on there. 
But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. But if you concentrate on what you don't have, you will will never, ever have enough. I like it. I like it. Every day I wake up and I write three things that I am grateful for. And I have an accountability partner and we've been doing it for probably the last five years. So it's... It's pretty good because it, it makes you stop, it makes you breathe, and it makes you think about you know what you are grateful for. If you can't come up with I, three things, you got a problem. Yeah, I remember when I used to do Power Hour at, at KW. Remember that for like three years straight, I used to they used to make me play after we had a quick discussion about going making phone calls. They used to make me play a song every morning to them <laughs> at nine o'clock. Early morning songs. I used to do something. I remember doing this, like, uh, Tangled Up in Blue. It's like seven versions. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> seven verses of songs at 9 o'clock in the morning <laughs> before they went and make phone calls. That's funny. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So just when you thought it was safe to say that we're getting a more traditional housing market in the spring, we hit a snag. As active inventory and new listings declined, hopefully this is just a, a little blip on the radar screen, which can occur from time to time with weekly data. We had a lot of drama over the last week about the Federal Reserve. Actually, the NAR came out and said the Federal Reserve's actually screwing up by messing with the rates. Right. They should just stop it. Yeah, I they think should they're, just stop screwing with the rates. I think we're they in keep a saying position. they are, but they're they're they're, they're still doing it. You can't spend money and raise interest rates and expect inflation to go exactly. down. Exactly. But anyway, a quick rundown of what happened last week. Total active listings, this is nationwide, fell by 2,500. New data also fell week to week, continuing a streak of the lowest listing data ever recorded in the real estate market, ever. We're running at low inventory. And I tell you what, I blame a lot of this on the damn agents and the media for not talking about real estate because they don't talk about good news. If it bleeds, it leads. Mortgage rates fell again. And, you know, you're going to talk about the rates. Purchase applications fell a little bit, 2%. So this will go right in with your topic uh, as a streak of higher rates impacting weekly data continues. One aspect I didn't like in this report, the days on the market fell but are back to under 30 days. Now, this is nationwide. I talked about this last week's show about us going from seven days to 10 days, <laughs> which is not a lot of time on the market. This is the reality of our world. Total active listings are still near all-time lows, and the demand so far has been stable since November 9th of 2022. As we can see in all this data, on the market fell back down, you know, to 29 days so i'm hoping that it doesn't go lower because we really need some inventory on the real estate market the sellers out there just don't don't know this is the best time in history to buy and get over the the your excuses of but when i but i gotta have buy something you'll find a house might take you a little longer but you'll find a house it happens it's happening all the time so for some historical context, though, back in 2011, days on the market was 101 days. Jeez. And we're at 10. <laughs> so you got to be ready. You got to be pre- totally pre-approved. Call Deanne. Get totally pre-approved. 
So you can pull the trigger when you find that house because sure. you're not going to get like what we talked about last week's topic was uh, about buyer uh, perceptions about putting in offers. You don't have a weekend to think about it. Not in this market. So tell us about the rates. So the rates, I mean, we're still in a great position, Mark. Um, right now, as far as your 30-year conventional, you're looking at about between 65 and 6.25%. Your 15-year fix is at 6.25%. Your 30-year FHA is at 6.25%, along with your 30-year VA at 6.25%. So we're, you know, we're we're not near the sevens. Let's just say you you did you bought a point, you're in the fives. So it's still yeah. a great time. And people need to understand, you know, how the rates are affected by what's going on. And I'm gonna go over that a little bit with my um, in my segment. Might not get through it all, but we'll just continue it to next week. You know, I think every high school in the country should have a real estate class and talk about his history of real estate and how real estate works a little bit. So, because they're all going to end up either buying or renting eventually. So, at least give them some insight. I think it should be part of a high school curriculum. It should be, along with the finance and writing a check and balancing a check. And how to run a business. And, yeah. yeah. Like, just give, you know, give them a little hint. Right. Like, don't just listen. I watched the movie the other night, and it was automatic. There were These kids were talking about, well, you graduate high school, and you automatically go to college. Yeah. For what? You, you know? know what would be a great project is, you know how they have, like, that economic class, and you have to sew a button, and you have to carry around a baby, and- all different things. Most of the schools don't even have yeah, that they, anymore. They took that away. So they should make it where now you're out in the world, you have a job, you need to buy a house, you need to write a check, and you need to send a letter in the mail. All three of those things <laughs> would be such a huge asset. I know. I just watched Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, and he was he was going back there, and he was in that economic class, and the professor was talking about building a fantasy business and he started giving his stuff and Rodney kept introducing. Yeah. Well, first you got to pay off the union guys and then you got to do this. You got to do that. And he was like, and everybody in the class was taking That's notes funny. That's funny. in the real world. <laughs> all right. So with that, you listen to good news and real estate here on talk radio, 1210 WPHT all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at the end? So Mark, we are up to your funny story. So this is an interesting one. This one is called... Why you don't want why you don't want to go to court in a real estate deal. So apparently there's a real estate deal goes south and somebody lawyers up, which you want to avoid at all costs. So this is how it starts out. So this realtor is called to the gets a subpoena asked to testify. So the clerk is swearing in the realtor in a court as a witness. The realtor is all nervous. She's sitting in the chair. He goes, and he don't want to go to court at all. He walks up, takes the stand. The clerk walks up to him, tells him, raise his hand to swear in the witness. The clerk says, please repeat after me. I swear by almighty God. The realtor says, I swear by almighty God. The clerk says that the evidence that I give, and the realtor goes, that's right. No, the clerk goes, no, repeat it. 
The realtor goes, repeat it. The clerk goes, no, repeat what I said. The realtor said, what you said when? The clerk says that the evidence that I give, and the realtor says that the evidence that I give shall, and the clerk says, shall be the truth and... And the realtor said, it will, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> now, the clerk says, please, just repeat after me. Shall be the truth, and. The repeater says, listen, I'm not a scholar. I'm a realtor, you know. The clerk says, we can appreciate that. Just repeat after me. Shall be the truth, and. And the realtor says, shall be the truth, and. And the clerk says, nothing. And the realtor goes, okay. <laughs> and the clerk says, no. No, you don't say nothing, you say nothing but the truth. And the realtor says, yeah. Clerk says, well, do so. And the realtor goes, you're confusing me. <laughs> Clerk says, just say nothing but the truth. And the realtor goes, okay, I understand. Then the clerk says, then say it. And the realtor goes, what? And the clerk says, nothing but the truth. And the realtor says, I will say nothing but the truth. She goes, listen, please just repeat these four words. Nothing but the truth. And the realtor goes, what, you mean like now? And the clerk goes, yes, now. Please just say those four words. And the realtor goes, nothing but the truth. And the clerk goes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why the only beginning of this case, this is why you don't want to go to court. Oh, my God. (laughs) So imagine how long that case went on for. (laughs) If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net. Or give us a call at 267-266-5501. I like the line where you mean like now? <laughs> <laughs> so now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is the top myths why people are not buying now. Yeah, for sure, Mark. I mean, we need to unlearn these myths right now because they're, it's definitely holding people back. You got to stay off the internet. You got to stop listening to Uncle Harry and talk to some true professionals. Uh, One, you know, one of the first myths, and we keep beating this with a dead horse, I know, but the first myth is that you need 20% down. Never goes away. Never goes away. A 20% down payment. This hasn't been required to buy a home for decades, if even (laughs) ever. I know. Many of the home loans allow a down payment as low as 3%. As long as your loan amount is less than the so-called conforming loan limit for the county in which you want to buy the home that's located. So, and the limit for most of those counties is 726,200 as of 2023. So, <laughs> you know how many counties there are in the United States? <laughs> how many, Mark? Uh, 3300. 3, but just keep in I mind you would know that. I I've been Messing with you for fifteen years over. Yeah, that I know. One. I should I should put a post-it note on my on my computer so when you ask me, I'll know. It just doesn't stick in my head. It's the details, remember? Details. But Mark, speaking of details, just keep in mind that you're gonna need to pay private mortgage insurance on a conventional loan if you put less than twenty percent down of the home's purchase price. So just to run down real quick, you have your FHA loan. It allows a minimum of three and a half percent. Your USDA loan does not require a down payment. Your VA loan, 100% financing, does not require a down payment. And then you have some small specialty loan programs um, that may also permit very low down payments, 
So for instance, HUD Homes, there's a HUD program in Florida that allows just $100 down for qualifying buyers with FHA financing. It's $100. $100. Keep in mind that all mortgage loans are subject to the lender's guidelines, requirements, and also restrictions. You wish your bar bills were only $100. <laughs> Well, when you're drinking a $25 glass of tequila, it's never going to happen. I know. That's four drinks. I got to change that. All right. Number two, your pre-approval, and this one drives me nuts. Your pre-approval rate is the rate you'll get when you close. First of all, interest rates adjust daily. And the rate that you're quoted in a pre-approval, it's based on what the current market, market conditions are, as well as factors like your loan amount, your credit score the property type, and where the home is located. So in general, your actual rate cannot be locked in until you find a home and sign a purchase contract with a seller. And this is big because a lot of people get pre-approvals. They talk to the other lender and they say, well, yeah, this is the rate that we're going to get until they don't. So be very careful. Pre-approvals are good for 90 days. There's no way that that rate is going to stay the same. For 90 days it could even be lower. No, and that's why and that's why in the contract there's always a spread yep. like between like five and six or whatever right. in case it's five and a yeah. half and that's each and that's actually at the time that you're signing the contract which once you sign right. the contract you can lock in that rate right and and that's yeah. not always beneficial i tell my clients let's see what the market's doing let's see what's going on with the news so yeah. The next one is- You might get lucky. I'm sorry? You might, you get, might lucky. get lucky. And that's my goal. My goal is to get the best rate for the client. So the right. next one is you should wait to buy a home until the prices are lower. Right. The fact <laughs> is that buying a home after a big run up in prices may seem risky, but waiting also carries some big risks as well. So there's no guarantee that the prices are going to fall. If they don't, it may take a long time- for them to reach their bottom. Meanwhile, you need a place to live. And if you're renting, you're facing some of the fastest growing rents on record. So when prices begin to rise again, due to this low inventory and high demand, it might be hard to find that right home. And right now, everything's in the landlord's favor. I mean, we jumped from 1,800 to 2,000. We skipped 1,900 for a one-bedroom apartment citywide in Philadelphia. And that's going to go up next year. It'll be 2100 It's going to, yeah, they're going to keep going up. And and that falls into For, buying a home is always cheaper and better an investment than renting, okay. right? So the fact is- You're paying somebody's mortgage. Huh? You're paying, yeah, exactly. You're paying somebody's mortgage. But the fact is that renting a home can sometimes be cheaper than buying and home prices don't always go up and up and, you know, in the neat, but in a neat straight line. But if you own a home, it's an asset that can appreciate over time- and a rental may appreciate as well, but as a renter, you're not capturing that additional value. The property owner will, and the bottom line is, as that increases, so is your rent. So the next one is you have to find a home before applying for a home loan. So the fact is that getting pre-approved for a loan before you shop for a home is not only okay, it's the smart decision because once you're pre-approved for a mortgage, You'll have an idea of how much you can borrow to buy the home. You can shop for homes in that price range. 
and you won't fall in love that's outside of your budget. So if you're not able to get pre-approved, you'll find out what is needed to be in a position so that you can get pre-approved. And there's some other really good items on here, Mark, that I'm going to continue next week. But please reach out with any of these questions. It's not going to cost you anything to call me and ask for advice. The 48% of you guys out there in Philly running should call Deanne. I just, I'm involved in a deal right now that the appraisal came in 50,000 higher than the sales price. Is that your quad? So already, already the buyer has an extra 50,000 in equity. Mark, is that the quad? When they purchase. Yeah. Oof. That's awesome. That's 50,000 in equity out of the That's gate. That's huge. That's huge. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we, are we ready for our questions and answers or we're going to go take a break? No, we're going to take oh. a break. That was a good topic. So with with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right. Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. Yeah. And our first question is, why is the inventory so low and when will it change? This one is just bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> the inventory is, is a historic low. Like, it's never been this low ever. I mean... In Philly, you're looking at 4,000 out of over 600,000 houses. In the counties, you're looking at 500 actives. In Bucks, Montgomery, same in Delaware County. I mean, nationwide, the inventory is low. And I think most of it is lack of knowledge, what you were just talking about. People don't under, sellers out there don't understand how much they are in control of this game and how much they could cash in right now. The biggest, opportunity in their lifetime to really cash in and the most of it i blame on the media because the media doesn't give any detail on real estate and they basically don't talk about real estate because real estate is basically good news and they don't talk about good news their their motto is if it bleeds it leads so all you do is hear about the negatives Right, and, and I actually uh, uh, there's a soccer team Southampton in the Premier League that just got relegated. I love that league. If you're <laughs> in the bottom three of that league, you get knocked down to the next league. You know what that does to a town? That'd be like us losing the Eagles. Anyway, I read about Southampton. I looked at their newspaper. Nobody got killed. It was all about <laughs> the worst. The worst thing in a town. Some drunk went after a guy with a crowbar and they got him. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, that was it. And the rest of it was about traffic jams. There was no murders. You know, uh, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. But is it going to change quickly? No. And one of the problems is these damn realtors out there that won't pick up the damn phone, which we're going to talk about with Dr. A today. Yeah. If they would call all their people and tell them why it's a great time to buy, why it's a great time to sell, and then I need your help. If you run into anybody thinking about selling, would you have them call me? We'd have, I guarantee you, double or triple the inventory. They just don't know. 
That's the answer. They don't know. What's the next one? The next question is, how do you get an SBA loan and why? Well, well you get out to first, you start out with a big real red tape. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> then you get that application. Because I did one of these during the pants gamut for the school. And basically, I got my accountant involved because the paperwork's like overwhelming. And then when you finally get all that done and send a sample of DNA and everything else, <laughs> but why you do it, you do it like a, it's a business, small business association loan. You're looking to expand during COVID, during the pandemic. It was like, you know, try to save people's business. They didn't lay people off. And they had, they, they had a few of them. They had one for you got to order quick 10 grand. And then there was ones you could borrow a lot of money, but eventually you got to pay that back. But I've been involved in some big SBA loans uh, because, you know, somebody's starting a new business and they're going that way. Like I did a big strip club uh, like that, and it was actually an LBGT club, a giant one, and we were, we're do- we were doing an SBA loan. It's just tons and tons of red tape not like a typical mortgage or like a, doing a, a loan commercial through the credit union, which they do like 80 million a year in commercial loans. Like I send most of my clients to Philly Fed, uh, Philadelphia Federal yep. Credit Union, because they're a lot easier to work and there's a board of directors. So if you got something outside the box a little bit, the board can look at it. But when you're dealing with the SBA, it's, it's the government. <laughs> they're here to help. <laughs> So get the red tape ready, but that's why you do it. What's the next one? The next question is, I heard about wire fraud in real estate transactions. Can you explain? And this is still going on. It's very rampant still. I'm getting emails from title companies all the time. If you get anything that says, uh, and they try to make, like say the title company is called American Title Company, and this this buyer has got to send send money in to settle, and they get an email from American title, but the email just doesn't look right, but they're not paying attention. And then they give them wiring instructions and they send the money and then they go to settlement and the title company's like, we never got your money. And it was fraud. Yep. I get them every day from like Comcast, PayPal. Yeah, I do too. And, and there's one letter that's like funky, right? Yeah, there's there, there's one I got recently that was so close. I was actually thinking it was them. I got three this morning from PayPal about my twelve hundred dollar purchase, my nine hundred dollar purchase, mm. and this, you know. And then you look at that email real close, and you know it's not from them. Exactly. But the emails look really legitimate. Yeah. You got to be really careful with that stuff. But that's why. Because if you don't get anything from, and if you do get an email from a title company telling you wiring instructions, call the title company and verify it. Yeah, because you know what, Mark? At the at the bottom of a lot of the emails from title companies, you know, there's a whole disclaimer about wire fraud on there. You know, I've seen one recently that had a disclaimer. I'm telling you, they're getting better at it. Yeah. So you got to be careful. A lot of title companies will not accept wires anymore. It's just yeah. too risky. All right, next yeah, question. That's the same with that stuff was going on with people putting their name on deeds. Yeah. Of it, yep. You know? All right, question number four. How do you know when you paid down 20% of your mortgage? 
Well, you could look at your uh, mortgage statement every month and actually do the math. You could. I mean, but also you have to take an, get an idea. Well, yeah, that's one way. Um, you know, what you originally bought the house for versus what the, the balance of the mortgage is. But that also takes into play what the value of the house is worth. So you don't that's necessarily right. have to pay that mortgage down to 20%. It has to be what the value of the property is minus what you owe. Is how you determine. I guarantee you, in Fishtown, Kensington, Northern Liberties, right now, there's people that bought houses three or four years ago that are already, they're appreciated more than 20%. For sure. That could actually get rid of their PMI if they only know. Yeah. We did it on an investment they, property. Because the mortgage companies don't go out of their way to volunteer oh, that information. they're definitely not telling you. <laughs> they're they're not telling not you telling that. You. But I guarantee you, you could help a lot of people. Call Deanne. If you bought a house within the last five years, call Deanne and see if you can refinance and get rid of your 20% because you probably appreciate it more than yeah. that. Yeah, and, and you don't necessarily even have to refinance. But let's see no. if it's a win-win. Maybe we can lower your interest rate. Maybe we could take some cash out and pay off that twenty-seven to twenty-nine percent credit card debt, and you know, get rid of that PMI for you as well. You never know. And at and at the least, get another appraisal done that shows your house went up in value, so you are right. in that situation. Yep. Exactly right. What's the last one? All right. The next one is, what is the biggest mistakes new realtors make when starting out in the business? I think the biggest mistake is going to the wrong real estate company. Now, I'm not bad mathing any real estate companies, but every real estate company, including all the franchises, are run by a broker. And every broker is <laughs> different. They all run their companies differently. So when I get done my in my school, if you get a license with me, you get a coaching session called Zero to 20 Million in Production. And after that, I send you about 21 emails. And one of them is a question to ask brokers when you interview. I tell my students, don't let them interview you. You interview them. And because most of them are, most brokers are waiting for a realtor to come in and go, you know, what's the split and do you have training? Right. And and that's you, that's not the most important thing. The biggest mistake new agents make is they don't know how to lead generate correctly. They pick the wrong office. They don't go to training and the dropout rate is 25%. So you want like, that's how, when I started in 99, my broker said, good luck, go get them. And that was yeah. it. I was on my yeah, own. And, and that's a terrible, that's a terrible way to start. It is a terrible way to start. And the other, they don't have a plan. There's no plan in place to run your business. I give them a plan. I draw it for out for them. I give them a, what I charge 600 hours for, for free. I give them a free coaching session. So at least right. they know how to run a business and how to get business. Good segment. That was, they were great questions. I hope we get another 5,000. <laughs> there were some good questions. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I think That's we are insane. up to around 5,000 questions. It would be. That'd be a great little We book. should think about that. Five. Yeah. All right. So coming up. Yes. <laughs> in our spare time plenty right. <laughs> hire somebody to do it yeah just run it by us every once in a while i'll give you every i got every script really? from the first show i got every question yeah i got every 
I can tell you the date we started. All right. So coming up next is our topic of the day. Work from home versus return to the office. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, all positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD all positive all the time. So are we at the end? So, Mark, we are at our topic of the day, which is work from home versus return to the office. And we've been talking about this a little bit with Dr. A. Most workers are still not back in the office nearly as often as they were before the old pandemic. Uh, various sources suggest that less than half of the workers actually go into the office on a given day. And at least in major markets, <clears throat> this has led to some leading tech firms and investment banks, for example, to issue ultimatums for a return to the office, which people are fighting. It's still too soon to know if such employer demands will have translate into more office work as previous requests have had little impact. You know, like look what happened with Twitter and uh, Google and uh, Facebook and all them. None of them want to come back and work in the office. And in the end, it may be harder for employers to put the toothpaste back in the tube as there appears <laughs> to be a shift in the consumer behavior. Today, most people don't want to commute to the office more than occasionally. Remember, they were fighting it. Was it Twitter or Facebook? They, 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 the employees were saying, well, we only want to come back three days a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then this sentiment is having an impact on the real estate industry. The insiders we interviewed suggested that somewhere between 10 to 20% of office real estate stock needs to be removed or repurposed. And I've been seeing this a lot, like, cause there's so much office space available cause you don't need it, especially in the real estate market. A lot of these real estate offices, I talked to like different receptionists at different offices. They hardly ever see the agents. Uh, they, they're, yeah. There's, there's no reason for them to come in. I go into the offices with, and with they're docu, not there. With DocuSign and everything else, you know, they rarely need to actually come to the office. Agreed. So, yep. you know, so in the remaining office space, landlords need to do a better job of delivering what tenants want. As employees and their workers settle on their work preferences, many firms will continue to hold on to their offices either as a precaution in the case they need the space, which I had this problem when the pandemic hit. I had six physical locations, and then I, I'm down to one because I didn't need to go back to that. Because right. I was already a college approved to do online Zoom classes in 2019. Thank God. I was, pl I was planning to do that anyway. But in the future, because they could not, they couldn't break their leases, some of them were stuck. I know of actually one real estate school that had 10 locations, and I think they're really hurting because they're tied in the leases. However, more firms are downsizing or not renewing their expiring leases as a result. Vacancy rates are still rising slowly. In contrast to <clears throat> every other major property sector, many tenants have even started subletting space in their offices until their lease expires to help offset the costs. So no one knows for certain the amount of office space that will be needed for workers in the years to come. However, I don't think we're ever going to get back to the same scenario where everybody came to the office every day. 
We do not expect a mass departure from office buildings going forward, even under the most pessimistic scenarios. Although the real estate capital markets are constricting, they're still open for business. Investors are still buying high-quality properties. Lenders will continue to lend, and companies should try to move forward with caution, optimism. Like, I'm thinking about a couple more physical locations. You know, if you're not growing, you're you're dying. you got to keep growing. So we just got to weather this. I hate to say it, but this administration storm, we got like, 500 days left of this guy. He might be a nice guy, but he's bad at the economy. And I, we just got to weather this storm. And hopefully whoever the next person is, you know, gets our act together, cuts this inflation, cuts some business taxes, closes the damn border and solves some problems. And I'll be happy. But other than that, we're good. <laughs> other than now, all that, we're good. <laughs> Life goes on. Life goes on. So anyway, there are my thoughts about office space. And there is tons of it in Center City, vacant office space. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, I I love working from home. I mean, I'm able to, you know, get things done and actually get a lot more done because I'm not driving somewhere. But I really enjoy, you know, my home office space and, you know, going out and having a cup of coffee or meeting with somebody. It's I enjoy it. I would. I don't, I uh, uh, don't ever want to be in an office. I would rather be back to running around like a lunatic because it really changed my whole lifestyle. Like, uh, like I don't drink as much. I don't meet as many people. But that's Just, a good thing that you don't drink as much. Yeah, but I used to make money drinking. <laughs> Everywhere I went to go get a drink, I would make money. I'd run it. I would run into somebody. I could go to a damn funeral and walk away with two deals. Oh my god! All right, we'll get it's, back out there, Mark. Because the, I talk the bars to people. Open. That's funny. That's funny. Terry used to always complain about that. She goes, "Yeah, we, we go to a damn funeral and you walk away selling a restaurant." <laughs> That's awesome. All right, that was a good topic, Mark. And. Coming up next is going to be our business segment with Asking Dr. A. And his topic today is why disc people, which is the D, the I, the S, and the C, have problems picking up the phone and calling their database. Yeah, this one's really bugging me, and I want to hear the doctor's thoughts. So how are you, Dr. Abelson? I'm doing great, guys. And this topic is, I really want to hear your thoughts on it. Now, I have my thoughts on it, but I want to hear yours. So tell me. Why the D, the I, the S, and the C have problems picking up the damn phone, calling people, and telling them what's happening with real estate? Well, there's, there's all kinds of reasons, and obviously uh, the the Ds have different reasons than the Is and the Ss and the Cs. So let's just get right into it. One of the problems with the Ds is they're never going to be successful enough, all right? Because they really have high expectations on themselves. Like uh, I was just listening to your conversation uh, about. Uh, being told that you, you know, go to a funeral and you sell a restaurant on the way out. Okay. So what, <laughs> what, what are your expectations every time that you talk to somebody? The expectation is you're going to get the deal. All right. Or, or you're going to move them to the next step in the sales process. And Or I'm going to meet somebody that they're going to tell me about somebody they know. Right. And then you can approach that person as well. You know, so right. what, what happens with that is, uh, and we all know when you make these calls, I mean, what's the percentage that you're going to get success? It's pretty low. I mean, if you get one in 10, you're doing pretty good. And for D, that's terrible, all right? Uh, because they want to capture 70, 80, 90% 
of what's going on because they view themselves as these superhumans and they can do anything if they just put their mind to it. So if you're not going to succeed, there's this tendency in their head and in their gut, I don't even want to start, okay, because I can't be successful at it, right, or as successful as I need to be or want to be. Right. So there's, there's that type of issue. One of the other things is the poor managers, they keep on putting it off. Well, I'll do it from 11 to 12. I'll do it from one to two. Okay. Well, one to two isn't a good time. You know, people aren't home. They're just getting back from lunch, you know, things of that nature. So, so there's, yeah. if, it, if it's not in your calendar, it does not exist. Absolutely. Especially, especially for a D because they get so engrossed in the day to day mundane, the day to day activity, solving problems and taking things off other people's backs and all that kind of stuff. On top of that, the Ds are not your best listeners. They think they're great listeners, but their minds frequently are going on to something else. So they don't effectively really listen. And in these types of calls, you really have to be able to read in between the lines. All right. Because the people don't tell you the total honest, the guy truth about what's going on. All right. So what happens in those types of situations is you have to read in, in between the lines. So you really do have to be a good listener. Right. And which I learned, I learned that lesson and I'm ID, but I learned that lesson by remembering one question. What's the most important thing we need to talk about? And that's how I start every conversation. And then I shut up, which was a hard lesson for me to learn. That is, I mean, that, that is a great technique. And if you can do it, you should do it. So those people listening for absolutely for sure. The other technique that is great on all styles, especially as a D is every time you are tempted to make a statement, turn it around and ask a question. Right. All right. And then they tell you everything. Exactly. But you have to ask the question. If you tell them, which is more a tendency of a D, all right, then what happens is you start to shut them down and they start to disengage. And the instant they start to disengage is the instant starting to lose them on these types of calls. All right. Do the I and then next week we'll do the S. Okay, fine. All right. With with the I, what happens is uh, the eyes don't know how to close. They don't know how to close. They just keep going on and on and on and on because instead of trying to get the deal, what the eye's trying to do is they're trying to make a friend. Okay? Yeah. And the rash- I see you're smiling. You know, and the rationalization. I know a lot of them. I know yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, and the, the rationalization is, well, if they like me, they'll they'll let me come in and you know, do the listing or they'll, or, they'll, or they'll help me let them buy a home. I tr- I tried to join a re- I tried to join a real estate company one time and I was definitely going there. And this high eye would not shut up. I was ready to sign. I was ready to sign. Like I'm like, give me this paperwork. And he just kept going. He could have Talked said something wrong, right and, then I, yep. and I'm out of. I'm I'm leaving. Right. All right, we're gonna have to finish this next week. Well, let's we'll start back continue with the with, eye because there's a whole bunch of other stuff with the eyes. So. Yeah, let's talk about. Let's start, go back to the eye. Maybe we'll do it for for okay, sessions. That's fine because this is really this is really important. I don't care what business you're in. When people want to. And, and to, even if you're not in business, just dealing with people. Absolutely. All right. Very good. Thank you, Dr. A. If you have any great. questions, you can email them to 8029 at Comcast.net or give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at DeanneKatsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. Dr. A, real fast, give your website yes uh, it's ableson a-b-e-l-s-o-n dot net and contact us we have a great report that looks at time wasters and all four styles waste time in different ways all right good all right so with that a special thanks to all of our listeners and we have a couple new sponsors on the air and if you want to be a sponsor contact us it's a great time to get on the radio and advertise 
Most people in the country still like 70 to 80% get their news from talk radio. I just read a study on that. And so tune in every week, Saturday, 1 o'clock on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All All positive, positive, all all the the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.